0: Welcome to Nightmare365. This is
1: the center of weirdness for the
0: entire planet. There's tons of unsolved mysteries out there. Witches still exist. What about monsters? Do you believe in ghosts?
1: Bigfoot is not out there.
0: Bigfoot is definitely out there. UFOs are real.
1: UFOs might be real.
0: Do you believe in conspiracies? I consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I want to believe in all these case files. Trust no one. The government lies to you. We're just two brothers exploring the unexplained, mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us. Yo, what's going on, all you mystery seekers? Welcome back to the Nightmare 365 podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Me and Jay wanted to start off by saying thank you for the continued support, but we're going to do like a little pivot. This show, podcast, radio, whatever you want to call it, is just going to be audio only. And besides, when we do some special events or on locations, when we do a podcast like we did at the Myers House, that's the only time we'll be live on our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, just go over there, subscribe, because we're going to be doing a lot more investigations, you know.
1: Which we did the other day. Heck so yeah, we did time- the other day. I mean when this comes out this podcast gets released
0: every wednesday's podcasts. make sh- every wednesday's the podcast audio will drop it's going to be audio only so subscribe to that leave a review as well all that good stuff for the weird family
1: so, yeah so two two like by this time 2 days ago we released a video on our youtube channel of us doing an investigation in a haunted cemetery as well as a jesus statue that dances supposedly dances yeah there's going to be some spoilers go check out go check out out that video we're not going to give anything away in this podcast and we're not going to really talk about it that much but i encourage everyone to go over to our youtube channel and watch it um yeah i don't want to give anything away and i don't want to talk too much about it because
0: really you don't want to spoil anything you don't want to talk more in depth of like going back in like high school or anything
1: i I think no, I think uh we should give people like a, a week to watch it and then next week we can go over some of the some of the stuff. But I mean, this is audio.
0: They could hit pause right now and then go watch the video and then come back. It's fresh no, in her mind. This is a good time to talk about it.
1: No, I don't want to give too much away because I thought it was really good and especially like something very creepy happened to us um in I, the cemetery at night. Yeah, that was a little okay. bizarre.
0: So you want to talk about it next week?
1: Yeah, I think that would be good. Should everyone we... We're on time, time to like, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, I think everyone would really enjoy that yeah, video. Yeah,
0: it, it, it definitely is a, a good video for sure, and there's a lot of <laughs> good screams in there. But should we tell them about the local legend? Most people don't know because this is in our hometown of Middletown, New Jersey. This is where we grew up. Well, Partly halfway through growing up, I'm
1: I'm sure it's just like everyone else has their their local uh, roads or places that they go to when they first start driving, and this is one of like the local legends that is around here. One of like many, Um, yeah. Which is yeah, I would would go and I would go watch that video.
0: Do you remember? Because the first time I got my license. The first place I wanted to go, there was like two places, which I always thought were really cool. And they're right by this Mount Olive Cemetery in Middletown where the dancing Jesus lives. And I always wanted to go to Feet First because I just liked the the clothes, the shoes at the time. And then there was a record store right next to Feet First. I don't know if you Wait, remember that.
1: Feet First. Where was Feet First?
0: You know, I don't, I, I could say Union Square Plaza Mall or whatever it's called.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah,
0: so remember driving oh, I do there
1: remember that, yeah, record store yeah the
0: record store was there and they would always sell copies of Weird New Jersey and oh. I remember going in there and that's like right across the street from where we did this investigation of Dancing mm-hmm. Jesus so it it kind of like it hits it hit home a little bit you know this is like bringing it back to the day and it's kind of crazy to think about it's like we over
1: they got that red Saturn back that you had I did
0: that was one of my first cars it was a 1995 I guess red maroon Saturn.
1: That thing was a, a piece of crap. Why was it a piece of crap? That thing was beat to hell.
0: I mean, I did, I did destroy the horn. Like, the horn did not work. I had to get the horn replaced. I don't think every... I've never met anybody else that had to replace a horn because I've, that, I, the, I burnt it out.
1: The, you had the wagon.
0: Well, the wagon was later on. When I bought my first truck, I didn't really want to fuck up my truck all the time with miles and, you know, like messing it up. But
1: You had the wagon. Yeah. Had the wagon the original boom mobile
0: there that's not, how is that the original boom mobile the wagon was the original boom mobile
1: yeah it was black so original boom mobile
0: yeah nobody knows what the boom mobile is
1: it's matched orange truck
0: yeah i had an orange truck it was orange and black because i really love halloween and everybody just called it the boom mobile it's a so, boom mobile yeah heck yeah man the boom mobile going to watch dancing jesus And I think we should like, this is not going to be any spoil, you know, like alert or anything like that, but dancing Jesus, what it is, it's this statue of Jesus with its arms at its side, like raised up shoulder length, you would say, just right, right under shoulder length. And I'll link that article from Weird New Jersey in there too. But the legend goes, you go up there, you shine the headlights on the statue, you stare at it long enough, it will begin to shimmer and shake and there's a lot of people that also commented well actually there was just one comment on this article but people did say it happened to them so if you have any local legends
1: like that definitely share go, with us go check out our youtube go, to see what happened to us
0: yeah it is pretty it's pretty wild like i didn't expect it cuz we we didn't really i guess our videos are more unscripted They're just like kind of, hey, we know the backstory on, you know, like Dancing Jesus or the Greenlight Cemetery. And again, like you said, everybody has these in their hometown, which is really fascinating. And we kind of went there knowing the lore, trying to explain that lore, but then also, you know, hey, if, if something else happens, it happens. And there's quite a few things, which was unexpected which was kind of awesome to have happen in our video
1: it definitely was yeah Yeah,
0: and I hope like the more places we go like the more experiences we you know have and then like I definitely want to like push the envelope oh boy no well like I really want to take you to Gettysburg because going to Gettysburg myself like it's either I have to do it alone or I have to kind of like you know have somebody tag along and do it with me. Yeah. But but like the story, I really want to test out the theory at the Gettysburg College where we go into and ride the elevator up at the college hall.
1: Oh yeah. And see and if downstairs, yeah.
0: Yeah, and see if that actually happens like what happened to the administrators. And if nobody knows that story, there's one of the administration buildings in Gettysburg at the Gettysburg College. There's an old story from Mark Nesbitt's book, Ghost of Gettysburg, in his first book, where two administration, you know, administrators were working late at night and they took the elevator down from the fourth floor after, you know, they're ready to go home. And instead of stopping at the first floor, it went down to the basement and it opened up into a grisly scene of a field hospital during the Battle of Gettysburg. And that's a story. I would love to, you know, go there with you and see if we can get into that building and just test the theory out. Like I think stuff like that I think would be amazing just to do as a, like an experience and just because like there's cool stories and to just do it with you, I think that would be pretty sweet.
1: And if it actually happened, you would freak out.
0: You freaked out more than I did. I'm just saying, if you want to see Greg freak out, go watch the Dancing Jesus Cemetery Investigation, which again, it'll be linked up in the show notes. So make sure to check out that video. I'm just saying. But getting back to like what we re- originally wanted to talk about, we had two things that we wanted to talk about, which you brought this to my attention,
1: which I well, think. Which I think is probably one of the top stories like this week. Um, and if anyone's been watching the news or has. I don't know. um if any of you out there right have ever covered your camera on your computer which mine is right brought, now or not brought in like your cell phones into the bedroom or or any like device like you think people are like watching you or spying on you uh turns out they are.
0: Yes, and it's kind of creepy. <laughs>
1: um so the which I've known about this for uh, like probably
0: like 2 or 3 years. Yeah, but I want to ask you a question cuz didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, we did. I think we talked about this when we did the Edward Snowden and I definitely want to share some clips from Edward Snowden which he talks yeah, about did, this.
1: But it wasn't widely um, wasn't widely recognized and wasn't out there in the public. So like recently what what's come out is you know the the White House has said they've been using Facebook, Twitter, and all like these other social media platforms to um, combat misinformation. And well, they did say de-platform, that platform, deplatform people and like spying people, right? So there's um, a bunch of articles that came out about this thing called Project Pegasus, and I only know about this because of when the election happened in 2020 i've read about it then and then also a couple years prior to that i heard about like through my my work that there was something that can basically spy on you through your electronic devices
0: yeah but i feel like this is this is nothing new i mean Er, edward snowden talked about this there's a lot of like WikiLeaks, you know papers that talked about this this is just um
1: here's here's where it is though right it's a military grade spyware and it was um, created by Israeli firm, NSO Group, and it was released to like all these governments who wanted to purchase it. And it was intended to, to be used for like tracking criminals, terrorists, and everything like that. However, what they do is it gets uploaded into your phone. Now, there's speculation of how that happens either it's on there or your carrier can upload it to your phone without even you knowing
0: well yeah it's called a thing because i was looking this up today and it's called a zero click so it's pretty much what it sounds like before what they did was to get access to your computer to your phone to any kind of device that they were looking to hack into they would send you some type of link or they would call you, and if you picked up, you know they would kind of send a signal if you were on for a certain period of time, they would put this through. But they would you know, send an email or text message, whatever it may be, and if you click that link by mistake, boom, they're in. Yep. Now, now what they there's, don't have to do that. Yeah, now as of two, uh, 2020 Project Pegasus, Revelation suggests that the current Pegasus software Can now just do the zero click with the iOS versions up to iOS fourteen point six, correct? Which is kind of scary because now, like, they don't need those text messages, they don't need those email, you know, you know, clicks or the web searches or certain websites now to do this, which is kind of scary.
1: The the technology is kind of cool though, because they can turn on your microphone to your whatever device they want. But Um, but what people turn on your camera, yeah, so they can have video and audio of you at any time they want. You'll have no idea.
0: Yeah, and this is constant surveillance. And don't don't get me wrong. From what I've read and from what people have said in interviews of this, with this Pegasus, is that they can't. It's not like they have a name. It's not like if they say like, "All right, here's Greg." All it is is a number. So you, whatever your phone number is, that's kind of what your number is. And recently, from what I read too, I'm gonna have to pull it up here. They, it was like I forget this absurd. Like there was how many people? Thirty-seven smartphones belonging yeah, to the journalist so- were actually hacked into, and they they found this out from a, a different so group.
1: That that list has gotten updated. Now it's a hundred and twelve.
0: Oh, it's a hundred and twelve. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and don't forget, poli- like...
1: It's journalists, it's political figures, it's...
0: Yeah, it's politicians, um, like, all this stuff. It's, it's politicians. It's regular folks, you know, and what's the scary thing about, too, and Snowden actually, you know, talks about it, is, like, where he says, oh, this is just for authorize, authorized governments. And it's like, what does that mean? You yeah, know, so like, this is what the... and And the group is NSO which I looked them up and they yeah. they were founded in 2010 I'm not going to you know pronounce the names but they employ yeah, sure. almost 500 people as of 2017
1: Well so what they do is they they create this technology and they don't use it themselves they sell it to the governments which you know hey good on them like they made Yeah but think about money. this
0: think about this how many how many you know organizations groups companies whatever you want to call them how many groups out there are actually giving this technology to governments around the world and like oh, I'm
1: here's sure there's hundreds that we don't even know about
0: yeah and this is like the only thing that, that comes out and this is like a big i wouldn't even call it conspiracies because you can actually look up and this this company is not hiding anything like even when i just type in the uh, no, they, NSO they came group.
1: Out with a, they came out with a statement which I mean it's I mean you don't know if it's accurate or not but just to, to give full disclosure is they were like listen we don't do any of this we just give it out to these governments so it's like they're not doing anything wrong.
0: Well he, this is the funny thing too because if you actually look at their under companies or whatever that they have this uh, Convexum this mm-hmm. OSY Technologies. <laughs> so they have, a, like, other companies that are also, subs, you know, like, underlings of this NSO com- you know, group or whatever you really want to call them. And this is straight out of Israel Technologies. But, so this is, like, fascinating to me. Is this something that, like, the United States government says, like, let's start and, you know, put it in I- Israel. And is this is like, is yeah, this...
1: Israel, like, Israel is, like, very... Like security advanced. Um, like they have the Iron Dome over there. They spend a lot of money on their security.
0: Well, that's that's um, a thing. Like it is, if what's going on right now in like the Middle East has anything to do about this. And we didn't even know until how many weeks later. You know what I'm saying? Like because we heard a lot of this stuff like going back and forth. And you never know which which is yeah, right or which is just, wrong.
1: It was just never admitted, you know, by our, our, by our government. And now it is. Yeah, and now they made the admission last week that they're they're using social media groups to censor people, and that's not that's not good, and that's not correct, and that's that's not free market. You're not like, and your freedom of speech is being taken away. Well, to be honest, we they're blatantly saying it.
0: I think you know where I stand on a lot of this stuff, and if you listen to us long enough on on the show, you know where I stand. And and we haven't been free for a long time. I mean, it's just. I had this conversation years ago. I think it was like six years ago. And I think we even had this conversation. But I had it with a couple other people about saying, well, yeah, even going back that far. But I mean, the founding fathers warned about this stuff, too, as far as the oligarchs, you know, the collective few really running things. And I truly believe that whether it's, you know, the big banks running stuff or a collective small group of people of billionaires or whoever they may be that really run the show behind the scenes. But we've talked about this a million times, like in 2008 when they were talking about like the NSA leaks and all this other stuff, Edward Snowden and, you know, the list goes on and on all these whistleblowers, you know, like the Obama administration first coming in saying, we're going to protect whistleblowers. And then turns out they didn't protect any of the whistleblowers. And even now, like there's certain people coming out against certain companies with their agendas and their whistleblowers and they're automatically being fired. So
1: did you see that guy from Hasbro?
0: Yeah. So this is nothing new. Like, this is my thing. Like, this is nothing new. And I remember when technology was first coming out and we would talk about this, we would talk about like, you know, Do you have the VPNs or, you know, different ways to not being tracked? And again, I love technology, but people always say, well, oh, I have nothing to worry about. Well, what does that mean? Everybody, like you lock your doors at night, right? So you are worried about some things. So why wouldn't you be secured of what you really do online and how it's being tracked? And why would you want any more government oversight or or censorship
1: in your... One affects you in your face and the other doesn't. And I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Well, no. And I think most people, they don't give a shit until it actually hits them home, at their home or in their face, like you said, until it actually does that. They don't care.
1: No, they don't.
0: You know, I mean, I always give the same analogy, which is like a broken record, but... You know, if it happens to your family member, then it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna wake up. But if it doesn't, it's like, ah, I don't care. Oh, like everybody, you know, his car's getting broken into. Ah, I don't have to worry about it. I got an alarm on there. And then your shit gets broken into. Now you're upset. Yep. It's the same thing. Like, we're never gonna get these rights or regulations back. Once they're put in place, that's it. It's done. You know, they've had too much control and they're making too much money that they're not going to stop. And this is it's kind of crazy and it's and it's scary in some ways.
1: You're scared.
0: I'm not scared. But I mean Are we digging in? Well, without further ado, let's dig in. I mean, we've We're been in. digging in, Mike. But that's that's like my thing. It's like the more government oversight and the more government control, it's never a good thing and I, people think it is. And it's and it always comes back to the same thing like if you read some of these articles, And read what, you know, they they do with Pegasus and like, you know, kind of coming in for your information and collecting your data from texts, emails, web searches. It's like, all right, well, I'm not searching for anything crazy. But at the same time, it's like, at what point do you say enough is enough?
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't know.
0: Like, all right, yeah, I'm not searching anything crazy, but, like, look what me and you do, right? There's a lot of times where we go out and investigate, like, ghosts and, you know, legends of Dancing Jesus, which is fun. It's cool. Like, everybody's cool with that. But then the minute we talk about, like, politics or, you know, conspiracies of governments like this, like, oh, the United States government is conspiring with this group. They could shut us down. They can come to our door. And this is like, all right, it's the boogeyman, you know, like, oh, that's going to the extreme. But is it like we've been seeing a lot of people censored for just weird, random shit?
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: So like at what point and I I definitely want to play this clip because I think Snowden makes a great point. He was being interviewed. This is from The Guardian. I found it on their website. I'll play a little bit of it just to like give you a sense of where he stands on this stuff. And he says, like, I'm just going to play the clip, listen to it, because he says everybody has a skin in the game. It doesn't matter what country you're from, what color you're from. Everybody's going to be affected by it. It could, it could be like 5,000 people at the time, and it could be 5 million people really quick. So I'll just play this clip real quick and gives you a sense. I'm going to play another one of his too. I definitely think it, it's worth sharing. And I'll finally... video again for this and share it in the show notes. Because I think everybody should watch it.
2: This is everywhere. This is an industry that should not exist. We're seeing what the NSO group, which is sort of the most famous of these guys is up to. uh, But the NSO group is only one company of many. And if one company smells this bad, what's happening with all the others? I, I mean, when I look at this, what the Pegasus Project has revealed is a sector where their only product are infection vectors, right? They, they don't, um, they're not security products. They're not providing any kind of protection, any kind of prophylactic. They don't make vaccines. The only thing they sell is the virus. Um, and I think saying that they only sell this to government doesn't make that better when you look at who the targets are. The um, critical infrastructure that everyone must rely on uh, it doesn't matter what flag you live under. It doesn't matter what language you speak, uh, we all have skin in this game. We have to stop this. Uh, inaction is no longer an option. Uh, if you don't do anything to stop the sale of this technology, it's not just going to be 50,000 targets. It's going to be 50 million targets and it's going to happen much more. Benefit.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. You know, he says inaction is no longer an option. And I, I think that's, it's like very poignant. And it's like, at, at what point are people going to say enough is enough?
1: I, I want to see actually like all he knows or maybe all he has like information wise. I would I, love for that to come out, like him to write a book about about it.
0: I mean, I think he, he has written a book. I'll have to look that up. You could look it up. But I think he has written a book. Let me see. Because... He's talked about a lot too. You know, he's been on a lot of different shows doing interviews, like even this one from The Guardian. And he talks about information and how it's being shared. And, like, all right, this is nothing new. You know, he talks about, I remember listening to an interview, him saying his whole day and like what was going on during 9 11. And it was kind of like the catalyst. And him talking about like the Patriot Act and the Patriot Act number two. And,. Most people don't read it. Most people don't have time to read some so of the stuff. He
1: wrote a book in 2021, Permanent Record. That's
0: right. Yeah. I knew it was coming out or came out or something. But uh, I remember him on a couple of interviews because I listened to a lot of it. And he's just an interesting man. And another topic we're going to talk about today is an alien sighting or photograph. But That's weird. Yeah, and he said he never saw anything like that and all the information that he had. But it always brings me back to a point, which we talked about before, about Bob Lazar.
1: Yeah, yeah compartmentalizing.
0: Right, so Bob Lazar had access to all this information and all this stuff, and he saw the crafts, right? Maybe as much as Edward Snowden knew how to like work technology and hack into places and how much information that he was being given... Maybe there's a lot more and there's a greater level, you know, yeah, that he... There's
1: another agency that we don't even know about.
0: Yeah, and he didn't even know about it. And as much as he went looking for it, because he said he did look for, like, aliens and information in Area 51. And he never found anything. But does that. does that prove anything? Yes and no, I guess. But, yeah, he's an interesting man. And when, like, you hear him talk about this stuff and, again... He's been talking about this for years, so I look at it. It's hard for me to look at because I always want to know when the tipping point's going to come because it ha- it happened very slowly. Think about when he, you know, leaked all the information. It's been yeah. more than ten years. So, like, when you know, is the next Pegasus or the next NSO group or the next NSA or the next like? What is it going to look like in ten years? Are we not going to be able to do this podcast anymore? Are we not going to be able to like communicate the way we want to communicate anymore? Like at what point? I
1: mean, like slowly, like your free speech—it's going to get it'll get it'll get corrected. The pendulum always swings both ways, you know. Look at like all all like basically World War Two. Why did we why did we go in there? Because the Nazis like took over free speech and like slowly took over freedoms and then. Obviously, the pendulum swung the other way.
0: Yeah, but if you look at it and you look at, like, the Patriot Act, like I always tell people to read the Patriot Act, and then, I, you know, look at some of the stuff that they have been doing recently, you know? I understand where people say the pendulum swings both ways, but I feel like we've lost a lot more freedoms, and then we never got them back, and people are just okay with it because there's certain technologies like the iPhone or, you know, like the computers, the laptops, and you name it, like wireless headphones. Like we, we never had this technology before. And it, it almost feels like it's appeasing us or, you know, because, all right, they took away your freedom, right? They chopped off your leg, but you still have the rest of your body. You know, like it, you're still living great, bro. You're still eating good. You're still getting paid. But you're a lot of, I always, I don't know if you ever, we ever talked about this too, but, and I don't know how you felt, but I, I remember seeing it in high school and I, and this is the only analogy that I could think of that kind of pertains to me, like growing up. I remember when I was a freshman year, you know, in high school and looking at high school and be like, wow, like when I'm a junior, I, when I'm able to drive, I can drive my car to McDonald's, which is around the block. You know, I can get in my car at, During school hours, if I didn't have a class, and go somewhere, or you know, once I got to be a sophomore, I was out, you know, allowed to eat out in the courtyard because only you know the upperclassmen were allowed to eat out in the courtyard. They had a smoking section. I didn't smoke, but there was a smoking section. You know, there was you were allowed to do all these things. And then I got the sophomore year, and it's like you can't eat out in the courtyard. There was too many fights. It's like, ah, bummer. But, oh, you know what? When you're a junior, you could still leave. You could still drive and go to McDonald's and do all this other stuff. And, you know, you could still go out behind the the school and, and smoke and hang out with your friends and blah, blah, blah. Cool. Then I get to junior year. The seniors that year got into too many accidents leaving to school. So what did they do? They took away anybody driving anywhere. So then it was like, all right, but you could still go outside and smoke. And then they started passing that. And then, like, it kept getting stricter and stricter and stricter. And even one of my favorite movies or a movie that I really like to watch, Days and Confused, where he talks about, like, being on the football team where he has to sign that piece of paper, you know. And he says the same thing. Like, every year it keeps getting stricter and stricter. And I remember watching that movie and then going through high school and – It was hitting home. It was like every year that I got to something that was like awesome. All right, eat in the courtyard, gone. Go drive your car to McDonald's, gone. Go smoke in the back, gone. Go do this, gone. And it kept getting stricter and stricter. But, you know, when we got to, you know, senior year, it was still good. It was still great. You know, it's the same thing with this stuff. It's like, all right, we're going to take away, you know, your freedom of speech You know, the government can come over and take on your, you know, your property at any time they want, you know, without certain proper search and seizures of the Fourth Amendment and all this other stuff. And then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, but I have my laptop. I could, you know, search, but yet they're spying on me. They're collecting my data. They're using me to make money. Yeah. So, like, it's good, but is it really good? And at what point, like, he says in the thing, like... It's
1: enough. I don't know. Until all the collective people say it's enough.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it will happen, no, it man. I, I, think, I think we have it too good here, you know? So
1: Yeah, we definitely do.
0: Yeah, and the thing, like, the further I, I read and I talk about this, like, Pegasus was discovered in August of 2018 after a failed attempt to install it on the new iPhone at the time, belonging to the human right activist. Led to an investigation, relieving you know, revealing some details about the spyware, its abilities, and the security vulnerabilities it exploited. So I mean, again, like this is nothing new. This is three, four.
1: It's just, it's just now more mainstream that everyone knows about. That will be a story for a week or two, and then go away. Yep,
0: and then nobody will care until it actually affects them. I don't know. This was this was pretty good. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. And I don't know, maybe more people have their thoughts and opinions on this project, Pegasus, and we'll see what happens with this company, NSO. But I don't know. We might have to, you know, look at this in a couple months, maybe in a year, and see, like, all right, well, see what's happened to this, and now we're kind of fucked. But then, like, you always send me articles, too, about, like, oh, look at this person that mysteriously suicided themselves. like. And that's a thing that's scary. It doesn't happen to you, so it doesn't affect you. But when it starts happening to people that you know or family members because you've said something that was maybe incorrect and these things picked up on it and spied, that's a scary thing, man. The government the lies aliens. to you. Yeah, the government does lie to you. Bah, bah, bah. They
1: lie to you all the time.
0: Yeah, seriously. But let's get into a lighter topic is aliens. And this is something I really love.
1: Goddamn moon creature.
0: Moon creature? What are you talking about? This happened in England. I know. And what was it? Uh, the Ickley Moor. I don't. I, Ickley Moor. yeah. Ickley Moor in the United Kingdom, and it was on a cold, dreary day in 1987, where an alien was photographed. This is a really cool story. So Philip Spencer, he was a former police officer, which I only found out he was only a police officer for four years. And it was in December of 1987 that he decided to take a hike across the moor. I guess that's like a, a valley. Yeah, or...
1: It's like it's like north of Leeds, uh, England, um, which is. Have
0: you ever been around there?
1: Uh, I've been to Manchester. I haven't been to Leeds. Manchester's, I mean, not that close, but it's like the biggest city that's there. Yeah. Um, like Edinburgh, Scotland's to the north, Glasgow's to the north. Gotcha, Um, And then like London's way south of Leeds.
0: Yeah, so a moor, I guess that's how you would properly pronounce it, is British. It's a term of a track of open, uncultivated upland, a heath, a track of open land preserved for shooting. And in this open land, there's supposedly a lot of strange light sightings that are spotted all around. And this gentleman, Philip Spencer, decided to walk this morning on a December morning and take his camera with him because he was an amateur photographer and he wanted to see if he would capture any of these lights as he went to visit his in-laws, which were was on the other side of this land. And as he's walking, he notices something odd moving just up the trail ahead of him. And when he looked, he realized it almost looked like a humanoid figure. So he raised his it camera, really like pointed figure. and clicked. Yeah, see, that's what I want to know. And again, this this article is going to be shared up in the show notes. This was from ghosttheory.com. I also found another one from UFO Weekly News. I like the title. Like the
1: hair, it looks like when you, they zoom in, it looks like the hair is like parted down the middle almost.
0: Yeah, the when you see the original photograph, which is it is in this article that I'm going to share, you know, it's far away, but you definitely see the legs and the arms. But the arms look—it's
1: look, like carrying something in its left arm.
0: Yeah, it kind of does. But to me, even even if it is like a person or whatever this is,
1: it's a weird looking fucking person.
0: Yeah, it looks like the the torso or the main body is really small, and its legs are kind of short and stumpy. But its its arms yeah, are it's really long. long.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely—if it's a person, it looks like a weird ass person. Um,
0: dude, if I saw it, dude, run! definitely be running. <laughs> it,
1: and it doesn't look like any animal um, that I've ever seen. Uh, it, it and it, uh, in the eyes, you could tell the eyes are really big.
0: Yeah, it looks like almost your typical gray, green alien. But when you look at the face, the face looks almost like an old man. Yeah, it, where it does. It doesn't have that straight up you know round head it almost looked like it was it's flattened and it looks like the the eyes are sunken in a little bit more and it still has like that eyebrow like the brow line and it almost looks like it has like a white goatee which is weird when you zoom in on the one picture and again you're gonna have to look at this picture like look at this picture why we're talking about this it's just creepy but this is not like the most creepy part of the story to me anyway And I don't know if you found this creepy. So when he captured this thing on camera, you know, he also was carrying his camera and his compass and his compass like wasn't working after this because what he noticed when, you know, he tried to get closer to this, this thing and get another picture, this thing like took off and then he saw this disc shape or this object kind of hover for a second and then speed away. And the interesting part about this whole thing to me is when he finally got to his in-law's house, he noticed that he lost some time and his compass was broken. It was pointed straight south instead of north, which was in the complete opposite of direction which he was headed in. And when you, when he talks about it later on, because a year later, this guy, which I found also fascinating, I don't know if you found um, like this in, in your research, but he gave up all the rights to this photograph and the story, to a guy named Peter,
1: which I don't know why you would do, but well, if you just wanted to, if it spooked you that much, maybe you just wanted to get rid of the story.
0: Well, yeah, this this is where the the story I think to me turns because later on he realized like the lost time, but then he went under hypnosis, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you could read his you know transcripts from. The Hypnosis, where he talks about it and he talked about being brought on a ship and being brought on the ship and being almost like experimented on your typical abduction story, which I think is really fascinating because he doesn't recall that. He just recalls like walking and taking the picture and supposedly he was abducted before this and then they brought him down and maybe this was, this is the, like the theory. The theory is like this alien or this creature brings him down and then kind of like walks away from him. And like they say, it looks like he's carrying something or waving and yeah. you know, it's like waving goodbye. Cause then he goes over and then the, you know, the spaceship is seen and he couldn't take a picture because it happened like, you know, in an instant and it was gone. And then later on he, claims that he had a lot of weird dreams and, you know, like really vivid, scary dreams. And they also had this picture analyzed by the Kodak laboratory. And it determined that the original photograph does not show any signs of any, you know, manipulation or any kind of...
1: Yeah, it said it was like a re- it's a real photograph. Right.
0: So... Yep. This was the first time I think I've ever heard about this story, and I was fascinated, man. I was it got me like hook, line, and sinker. And from this article, this article was from 2015, and I'm kind of upset that I've never even heard about this. You missed it. I really have to start following the UFO weekly news.
1: Yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, because yeah, I mean it. It definitely, it, it definitely seems like he was abducted. And the alien was walking away, and he came to and took a picture.
0: Like, how freaky is that? Like, you don't
1: don't know that you're being abducted, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, you're just walking along, you're taking, you know, your pictures, and then you see this alien creature. But in reality, you've been already abducted. They did whatever they wanted to do to you. Now they placed you back down there. You don't even know anything just happened. I mean, is it... it's
1: like being under anesthesia, man, like you... Like, do you think I that's what they do? Any, I don't remember anything.
0: Do, do you think that's what they actually do as far as like put they you on there? Like, Or do you I think mean, they have like one of those men in black things like, hey, look here. And then raises your memory.
1: I don't know. I would say like they have some type of technology that they don't need to inject you with anything. Probably they just like, it's like shine a, something on you and it automatically does it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like they spray you like right when you get in and then it's like, boom, yeah. you're, you're gone. Yeah. Yeah just I, I want to read this story again and I also listened to the bedtime stories which they did. It was kind of slow for me.
1: Yeah, it definitely was slow. Yeah,
0: it it definitely it's like that monotone voice and and he did it in the road and he walked and he saw the alien. But again, yeah. it was just it it's a cool bed. bedtime stories. What? Yeah, I I mean be bed. bedtime stories. I'm sure most people listen to that and they they fall right asleep. But uh that
1: definitely was freaky that that it, it 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 definitely does look like an alien and it proved the photo was real. So, I don't know how to explain this one.
0: Well, yeah, if you look too, cuz they did a a year later, they went and to examined, you know, the compass as well because he had the compass, he had his camera which he took the picture for. And the company the compass checked out. There was no radiation. There was nothing like that was wrong with it. It just wasn't working. (laughs) So they proved that. And then also they did a photograph. I guess you would say like a, I guess this is like a stand in or they went to the same spot where he took the picture and somebody else was there. This also UFO researcher, Arthur Tomlinson was standing in the exact spot where the creature stood in the picture. And you could tell from this person. I don't know if you're looking at the same. This is from ghost mm-hmm. But when you look at the pictures side by side, because they have it in the article is you could definitely I don't know how tall this gentleman is. Maybe I could look it up real quick. Let's see if there's any information on this Arthur guy that was standing in place there. But it's definitely half the size of whatever was there, or whatever ca- was captured
1: Yeah, they said it was like four feet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does look small. Like when you see this, you see the person, and you could definitely tell it's a person standing there because it's a black and white photograph of Arthur, and you're looking at it. I would try to say it it wouldn't be like waist high. It would probably just be like a head, like almost like a baby's head above somebody's waist. So say if this guy is like 5'11", like an average height, it would be just above his waist. Like look to me when I'm looking at the picture and if they're at the same distance mm-hmm. in this, but definitely check it out. Like look at this picture while we're talking about it. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah. I definitely think, uh, I definitely think it's real. I, I think that this is one of the ones that I think is, is definitely real.
0: Yeah. And, and that he didn't, you know, like this is not something like years later he did, a, uh, you know, hypnosis it was march 16th 1988 he did hypnosis so it happened in december of 1987 and not even a year later he was under hypnosis and then kind of he reveals all this information they asked him what happened about it how tall would you say these creatures were spencer's it was about four feet comes in a lump on on you know gives me a lump on my stomach thinking about it you know, he has a bunch of different questions. It's really interesting. I would definitely look at people. And then at the end of the article, it's like real or hoax and tons of people commented on this. So there's 12 comments on just this article alone. And then a couple other articles from other websites that I found that people linked up into it. But the the picture does not seem to me like a typical gray or green alien that that we're known to see you know that we've seen before
1: no it definitely doesn't and like we were talking about Bob Lazar earlier he said there was eight different kinds of aliens that he knows of yeah or species so I mean yeah I don't think it's your typical green alien and I don't think it's a person or an animal yeah it just looks too small it it yeah, just, it, does. it looks,
0: it looks like an adult, like almost like an, when you look at the one picture where I said it looks like it has a goatee, it looks yeah. like an old man's face on like a little kid's body yeah with, with longer arms. It's almost like an ape's arms where they're able to walk on like all fours, like a gorilla. 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 That's what it looks like to me. That's weird, man. So you definitely think this is real.
1: I definitely do, yes. This is one of the ones I think it's real.
0: Yeah. I mean, why would this guy lie? He was a cop, so everybody's like, oh, that adds more credibility. To me, it doesn't. I mean, I understand, you know, their training, but it doesn't add more credibility to me. But also taking account that he kind of gave up his story and he said, hey, man, you could have this, you know, you could have the photograph, you could have the rights to the story. And he gave it up like 1988. It's not like, all right, I'm going to wait until 2000, you know, get 30 years out of this. No, he gave this up. So that that's one of the things that really stood out to me and really said, all right, if this guy's giving up this information, either he's really scared or he doesn't care to gain from it. Or it could be spe- a little bit of both. I'm sure it could be. I mean, maybe it could be a big hoax. It's like this this well known, you know, UFO researcher comes to you and says, Oh, I want your story and it's like, Cool, I'm gonna sell it to you. I mean it doesn't say that he sold them. it he just says it you know, he gave him the, the rights to this, you know, story or whatever. I, I get it's just a story, so I don't know. Like, could you get rights to this? It doesn't seem like the guy got paid for any of this.
1: No, I don't think he did. I think he just told him, and it was like, "Yeah, this this is yours now."
0: It's crazy. I love it. It's cool. It makes me think, and it's definitely freaky. Where do you think we can go and do a video that we would have a good chance of a UFO or alien sighting?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I would have to think about that. Like where I mean, we like, have to Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Area 51.
0: Those are like two, but we you, we wouldn't get close enough to some of those. Like, would you think there's somewhere closer?
1: I think it's just luck of the draw, maybe.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, this, this spot, which, you know, why he saw what he saw, is in this area in England, in this moor, there was strange lights. So it was known that this place had some strange lights. So was it drawn to this area? Do they always come to this area? Is this where they drop off people, pick up people, you know? But I always think, too, like, at what point do they, you know, even if there is eight different species that came to this planet, at what point do you stop saying, we're done researching humans? I think we know everything about them.
1: I don't know. When are we done doing this podcast, people are, you know, it's probably like they just like to research, like to keep going, you know? Yeah. They, they like to do
0: it. I don't know. That's a weird one for sure. It we'll, definitely have, is. we'll have to find some more like this. So let us know your thoughts. Do you I have any have strange sightings? What?
1: E- email us, call us.
0: Email us, yeah. We would definitely love to start sharing, some, you know, more stories, personal stories, if it's okay with, you know, use. So just give us a call, 732-660-8893. You could also email us all of our contact information, P.O. Box email is found on our website nightmare365.com and definitely make sure to subscribe to us on our youtube channel because we're going to be doing a lot more investigations and you're going to see greg scared a lot more often go check that out go check it out and until next time you know what to do
1: Stay stay spooky
2: good now. Do you want to start us again? Fuck my bad.